Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. This week, zombie. When the earth spits out the dead, they will rise to suck the blood of the living. Nailed it. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, episode 8, I'm Chris, I'm Brett, and this time we're taking a look at a little film called Zombie from 1979. It's weird. It sure is. Yeah. So, uh... Fairly, uh, fairly infamous amongst the, uh, the B and the gore and the horror movies. Yeah, this one's gonna be a little rougher to hunt down, kids, so don't, don't lose faith. It's not on your Netflix. Yeah, you're definitely not gonna find this at the Walmart. No. Your Walmart is not going to have a copy of Zombie. Or your Tarj J. It's pronounced Target. Whatever. God. So we open with a guy shooting a guy. In the eyeball. In the eyeball socket. And some kind of big meaty stick comes out of his face and I don't understand because there are no meaty sticks that I know about in my head. What, you doctor? <laughs> no. Well, let's save that kind of wild speculation for them. <laughs> I apologize for the rash, but I'm a bit ill. To continue... And then we go through some credits that look like they were made on Windows Movie Maker on my Windows 98 computer I had. Really creepy, awkward panel van music going the whole time. And we cut to New York City! (laughs) New York City! And there's a boat just kind of bobbing around, causing generalized unmanned boat mischief. Now that was a reference, though. Yes. A salsa commercial? What are you guys going to do about it? Nothing. Nobody talked to us, know how. Mm Mm-hmm. We are unchecked at this. No comments, not a one jerks. Well, don't call them jerks. Anyway, so we got we got this boat floating around. The harbor patrol comes up, gets Hit, a hold of said boat. Hits their uh, their electric light whistle. Yes, that they do. That's what they called them back in 79. And you check out the boat. They're, they're rummaging about. It's in a generalized state of disarray with an interestingly high amount. They to be vacant. Vacant. There's a lot of millipedes. Lots of millipedes. But as, as uh, policeman one and two are checking it all out, a big fat zombie jumps up out of some part of a boat. And what do you think he does? He fucking bites a guy. <laughs> right in the neck, right. right in the jugular, they declare. And you get to see a nice, big, like, inch-thick, really detailed, good-looking layer of skin get ripped out. And there's a big hole and a lot of blood. It's pretty good. All the effects of this movie are, are pretty, pretty good. I've seen much newer movies with practical effects that don't look as good. True. But... After Fat Zombie bites the cop, Fat Zombie goes topside and gets shot into the water by not Fat Cop. Wait, no, there the, wasn't a Fat Cop. Oh, it was the a zombie Fat Zombie. Was bad, Remember, it was right. an Italian and an Irish cop. I drank a lot of scotch. You did. I'm drinking a hand grenade. Mickey's for the kids that don't know, so you don't think I'm drinking a hand grenade, because that is difficult. And after this, this desirable scene of cops and bites and shooting, we cut to a newspaper office. Let me stop for a second. Newspapers were a form of media that they used to use. Oh. They were printed on paper and delivered to your home or local business where you could purchase them. Whoa, whoa. Printed? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Paper? This came before the internet. It's like... Paper? Yeah. All right. It's it's like the I'll internet. I'll look into it. I mean, I don't know. It sounds, sounds kind of wild to me, but whatever. And Mr. Newspaper Man tells Mr. Reporter Man, who I believe his name was PETA, I don't remember any of the names, so you're on your own, and as we've shown before, he's just going to fuck him up anyway, so... I'm calling him Peter! He's calling him Peter. 
So he tells Peter, this sounds like a hot scoop. A hot scoop. Abandoned boats. That's what <laughs> all the guys are into. That's going to sell That's papers. Everyone loves. I've The only times I've bought newspapers, I walk by, this is abandoned boat. I hit somebody right in the face with the palm of my hand, the closest one, even if they're not by the newspaper, just to get it. It's true. I've seen it. Just in case they want it, even thinking about it. So I need to have it. It's a problem. So we cut back to the abandoned boat after after this little exchange about newspapers. And we find the daughter of the boat owner, who I don't know her name. I'm going to call her... Daughter. Daughter. <laughs> and daughter is talking to the police about why Pop's boat's just floating about. And she says she don't know. She ain't talked to the man in a month. A month? Oh my. And we cut back to nightfall at the boat yard. Where daughter and Peter are both on the boat after circumventing the security measures of the police. <laughs> the police aren't very good in this movie. They don't really do much to follow up on anything because they don't. They're, they are terrible. They're bad. Lousy Irish. So Peter and daughter Sorry, are... Sorry, guys. Hey, hey. It's enough of that. I put my dukes up. So Peter and daughter are on the boat looking for information... And they kick over a lantern or something and alert security mans, police mans, to police. their presence. I liked it when you were saying police. Police. So they do what anybody would do in that situation and act like they're making sexy times on a crime scene. I don't think they were acting it from the, the dialogue. Well, the... That was all part of their the, cutting uh, Crudely explained. I don't know. I think he was trying to... He was just... It was in the moment, dude. Uh, long story short, boxcar sex. Right. <laughs> Old boxcar sex. So Polite's I won't have, We're not going to do it in a boxcar. I won't do it again. Yeah, because you got to try it that one time just to make sure. <laughs> just to make sure. We've all done it. It smells like hobo pee and corn it's in It's natural. Here. Who hasn't? See, trains used to be this thing that people used to convey large amounts of goods from point A to point B. Trains? Like Amazon.com? We're taking it back in this episode. Yeah, it's like Amazon, except for it's not at all like that. Oh, but otherwise. Mind-blowing. So Mr. Polis says, well, enough of your gross sex on a crime scene boat. <laughs> he tells him to ski-daddle. What's really worse, a boxcar or a crime scene? It depends on what happened in the crime scene, I guess. I guess it really matters what you're into. And we find out that, that Dad left a note on the boat, a letter, I believe, to Daughter. and says, hey. What's the difference? I'm all holed up in this island at a hospital because of disease and then she decides let's go to this island to check out what happened to my pops and just just so you guys know in advance the dialogue in this movie is a little iffy i like it it's not terrible it's just that this was an italian movie originally and it's been dubbed over into english so it's a little funky sometimes but it's fun so then we cut we cut down and now we're in down we're in tropical island Where Peter and daughter are looking for a boat to charter so they Good can go old to, daughter. to, what is that, what is it, uh, Matul, the island of Matul. Probably. Where daughter's dad was all, uh, incapacitated with unspecified disease. And they come across our friends and yours, Beard Guy and Scuba Tits. Yeah, old Scuba Tits. That'll be, that'll make sense later. Just wait for it, guys. Don't, Her don't full name is Scuba Tits Pubes Crotch Strap. I, It'll all make sense later. Go out and watch it. So after a little bit of a 
negotiation period, Peter and daughter get beer guy and scuba tits to agree to go to the Matul to go check out what's really good. There's not much good. And on the way, scuba tits decides she needs to <laughs> go topless scuba diving in a G-string to take some photographs. And puts a big, like, half-inch thick, inch-wide nylon strap right on her bits. I don't know a lot about scuba diving, I wouldn't think. But I would have recommended putting on the wetsuit that you see in the frame of this shot. Literally a foot away from her. It was the 70s, dude. It was a different time. It was. It was. This movie is as old as we are. Yeah. Maybe to the day. Who knows? We should look that up. Whoever's closest wins. And Scuba Tits goes down. (laughs) Gross. Right? And starts checking out some of this ocean life. You know, there's some fish, some coral, whatever. But then... A shark! A motherfucking shark. A motherfucking shark. So she does what anybody does and goes back to the surface to say, There's a shark! I'm going <laughs> I'm back go underwater! Back there. <laughs> right back then, the shark. I'm not why? Gonna, not going to get on this boat. Of all the things that people have done, you know, when everybody's like, Oh, why'd they go back in the house? There's a killer or something. Going back with the water and into the water with the shark is ten times dumber than any of that. Sharks are no good in the water. We we need everybody sharks. knows that. <laughs> They're weak against water. It's their foe. It's a hindrance. <coughs> we keep them all in the water so they can't kill us all. Because if they were on land, we'd all be screwed. Would be upright. Shark apocalypse. Know how to work guns. But she goes back down. That was a nice digress. And then we are treated to the point in the movie where I said, "Okay, we're gonna ride this all the <coughs> way out." I, I like the way this is heading. Oh, I, I dug it from the get-go. And we're treated to underwater zombie. Ooh, oh, yeah, underwater zombie, sweet. But that's not all, my little friends. What is the greatest fight any of you could possibly think of? And if it's not this, you're, you're wrong. wrong. You're wrong right now, because you're not thinking of this. Because now we're treated to underwater zombie shark fight. But the thing. There, there's gill grabbing. Bites? Yep, zombie. The zombie biting the shark. The shark biting off the zombie's arm. It's all in all spectacular. 10 out of 10. Uh, Recommend. Makes the movie worthwhile even just for that. And then so uh, Scuba Tits gets away from the shark. (laughs) Comes up and was like, hey guys, I don't want to alarm you, but aside from a shark, there's a fucking dude underwater. (laughs) And they're all like, eh! (laughs) Whatevs. LOL. And then we cut to the island proper. Where we meet Dr. Menard and his wife, probable alcoholic. Is it Menard where you save big money with him? Yeah. <coughs> He's the founder of it. That nah. was a commercial. Oh, relevant. And Dr. Menard and his wife are having a little exchange about how he's some kind of crazy that was his, ass. That was his wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was ever indicated. I just thought it was some crazy broad in the hospitant. Regardless, they never called that lady scuba tits, and I'm... Calling her scuba Well, yeah, tits. but that's different. Scuba tits isn't like her... It's all about taxes. Okay, okay, yeah. that's fair. Marriage changes your taxes. Scuba tits does not. So we cut to the island, and we see the doctor and his lady friend. Possible wife. Maybe. Or possible captive. I assume that she was there somewhat against her will. I think they're just stuck is the issue. They're stuck on this island full of zambies. 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 They're like zombies, but they're part of Zamboni machine. I thought it was just because it had an A. They have an insatiable hunger for smoothing the ice. Zambies. That makes perfect sense. Everything he says is true-ish. 
And they have a little discussion about the zombie outbreak and how he's a big jerk ass for getting them stuck on this island. And he said, hey, I don't need this. I'm going to the hospital. Which is more of a fucking shanty. It looked like a broken greenhouse. And he's doing some kind of vague scientific-ish things. <laughs> now he's putting blood on other blood on slides under a microscope, but then it never shows you afterwards. It just shows the blood going into the blood. It's dumb. And then we just get to a general vibe that things are not on the up and up on the island. There's things something. Poor living conditions. There's something afoot. And we cut back to the house while Dr. Menard is at his hospital. Where you save big money. Tending to patients who come down with zombitis. Z- zombitis. And uh, his uh, wife, maybe, girlfriend, captive, this chick. Life partner. Is taking a shower because we haven't had enough boobs in this movie yet. Yeah, we've got to see Scuba Tits Tits for a good solid three or four, five, seven, eight, fifteen minutes. It seemed like forever. It was alright. And as she's doing her, her shower thing, she hears some creepiness happening. It is accosted. Something unnatural. By a zombie. What and, a twist. And then the zombie proceeds to chase her into a room. Where she barricades the door, but it's no good. The zombie just busts up the door and shanks her in the eye hole with broken door. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That was a really, really good scene. He snatches her by the head and you see like this big jagged piece of busted door frame. And it's very, very slowly pulls her face into it. And you know what's going to happen. They they give you some good focus on that eyeball. And then it just kind of goes through and they show the whole thing goes, what, good two, three inches deep. Yeah, snaps off. It wouldn't work at all because, you know, like your eye socket, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't just... Yeah, it it breaks off and leaves a piece. It was a good scene. And then we cut to our friends on the boat, who have now arrived at the island, but their boat's all mussed up because of the shark ran into it, I guess. That's what sharks do, they ram boats. That's that's what they eat, is rammed boats. You would too if you were forced to live in the water against your will. What's Shark Week? It's there. It's the thing that happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And they decide to shoot off some flares to try to get some help. (laughs) Help! And meanwhile at the hospital, out at the local mass grave for the dead zombitis sufferers, um, some guy notices the flares. (laughs) I like his name the best so far out of all seven with the 8th in Progress podcast. That is the best name you've ever laid down on somebody. Some guy. I like it. Some guy. He tells Dr. Menard, hey yo, dog. I see rockets as opposed to flares. That's okay. Right. Flares, rockets, whatever. He's a guy digging mass graves. I'm not worried about it. Maybe the Italians it. don't have a word for uh, <laughs> flare. Maybe they don't have flares. We don't know. So Doc Doc decides he's going to go check out this flare situation and see what's happening. So there we go. And we cut down to the Doc where he meets up with the Bodies. The old Bodies. And Doc starts talking to him, realizes that he did indeed treat Dad... As he speaks to daughter. Treat. Wink. <laughs> yeah, son, sound effects, because I winked and then he said it. You can't say it. So that's what we gotta... I forget sometimes, guys. Cameras, you know, microphones, I get it all mixed up. I don't know. And then we're treated to a little flashback where we get to see just how Dr. Nard fixes zombitis. It's by wrapping you in a sheet, tying you up with rope. And applying medicine. And medicine, in this case, is a handgun bullet to the face. <laughs> Which, incidentally, happens to be the opening scene of the movie. That's how I want to go. 
hand on their face. With, well, yeah, I mean, I want all of it, though. I just don't want the shot in the face. It's not dignified. I want to be tied down to a sheet with some twine. Yeah, because that's his dignity, like being tied up. <laughs> with twine. With twine. To a sheet. And then we can find the meat sticks. And then they ask the old doctor after this revelation, which, by the way, daughter seems to not be at all bothered that this dude iced her fucking pops. Oh, it's cool, whatever. Well, no, she's she's on the zombie island. And here, here is the explanation for zombieism in this film. It's voodoo, or it's not. There you go. Blink. That's it's either voodoo or it isn't. <laughs> I mean, choose. There's only two choices in life you can make: voodoo, <laughs> voodoo or not or voodoo. Not. That is my new life's motto. I'm gonna wake up every day and I'm gonna say, Brett, voodoo or not. And I'll probably go with not because I don't know a lot about voodoo. And then, and then the doc says, hey man, I gotta handle some of this medical uh, work, which is really tying people up and shooting them eventually. I have to, uh, as he's loading his gun. And he recommends that the the boat guys, they all go back to his, uh, he calls it a cottage, but it ain't no damn cottage. <laughs> this thing is a villa, if it's anything. Ooh, a villa. Yeah, it's right? classy. Classy. Hey! Oh, my baby. Damn! I didn't know, dude. I'm sorry. I was consulting my documentation. I didn't mean to shout. You bastard. <laughs> so then the Bodie's all inside. They're going, all right, all right, Doc. We'll go back. We'll check on your captive lady friend wife. We'll see what's really good while you shoot people in the face. So then they head on back to the old uh, Doc's homestead. And when they get there, they find a bunch of zombies. All back to the zombies. Yeah, I do what I want. I know. And they are mauling on on Doc's captive wife, girlfriend, possible sister. Hostage. And it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. This movie is... Takes a big bite out of her face and she hits the deck and then uh, they come in and find the, the zombie biting into her face some more and it's pretty fun. And they, understandably so, are not pleased with this. No. And the zombies... Unsettled. The zombies go for them and they take off. As you do. As you do. I have... Who has it? And as, as they take off, they hit a zombie with their car and crash it because they're dumb. Yeah, they, they hit the zombie and they were concerned like, oh no, we need to stop and check. I'm sure it was a pedestrian <laughs> on this deserted <laughs> island full of zombies. <laughs> sure it was just the guy out for a walk. We better wreck the truck. That'll fix everything. But then they have to go on foot. And their goal, to get back to the hospital... Where the so-called Dr. Bernard is applying his medical knowledge of handguns to people. After a walk for a ways, they need to take a little rest. Take a little rest. Medical handguns. Medical that would handguns. Be, that'd be a good name for a band. Copyright. Yeah, don't take it, because when we get big, we're going to have a label. My record label. Slaughterhouse Princess Records. True. You want to get on board? I don't know how to produce records, so it's pretty sketchy if that's your call, but I'll do it. I can make a podcast. How much different is a record? True. We can do it all in the garage. All in the car hole. Yeah, the garage was all like the 90s in Nirvana Garden. Yeah, man. This is like Seattle, except for it's not at all like Flano. that. Flano. I drink coffee occasionally. I like heroin. <laughs> He's just kidding. I don't like it at all. I like oxys. He's just kidding. I am kidding. I'm sorry. I just drink, guys. I drink some <laughs> scotch. Maybe more than I should have occasionally. Yep. And then he says funnier stuff. So then we're, we're just chilling for a second. We're resting up because we've been walking for a while because we're idiots who wrecked our car. 
and the zombies catch up. Oh, they, no. And it's pretty dope. They come up out of the ground. They're grabbing and pawing. There's a yeah, pretty... Yeah, some, I like that's a good scene. That's a good 10 to 15 minutes of uh, pretty good hardcore mayhem there. You had to wait fucking forever for it, but... And Beer Guy goes to save Daughter and Peter, <laughs> and Scuba Tits bites it. Oh, my. Or, wait, gets bit. Gets bit by, oh! a, by a zombie. No, you didn't. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And rightfully so, they decide the best course of action is to just get the fuck up out of there and get to that hospital. So they're fleeing from the zombies. We make it to the hospital. We go and talk to the doctor. And we're like, yo, doc, zombies and shit. And he's like, well, I got a bunch of kerosene. Let's make some Molotov cocktails. <laughs> Let's barricade this door with a skid. And a table. And a table. And the, the guy barricades the door and says to the doctor, he says, you think this will do it? And he said, nope. <laughs> Almost assuredly not. So as they're gearing up for the final confrontation. The final countdown. One of the doctor's patients, zombies up, zombies out, and bites old Doc. Tears his face up. Right in his face. Pretty good. Right off of his face. Tears a big chunk out. Big chunk. It's gorific. It is. There's when there when there is gore in this movie, it is spot on. It's it's nice, but And then we, we come to the climactic confrontation. Between our three survivors and the zombie horde. Dun 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 dun. There's Molotov cocktails. There's there's handguns and shotguns Firearms. that never run out of ammo. Bold action 22s being shot off the hip. Held one-handed sometimes. There's chunks of stuff flying around. There's the same scene of fire being shown three times in a row. They're pretty poor shots under stress, too. Oh, no, it's a, it's a great scene. Great yeah. scene. Really great effects in this fl- flick overall. That's where the uh, bulk of the budget went. 25 rubles? Yeah, what, what, whatever the currency unit in this place is. In Italy in the 70s, it, I don't know. Italians? Uh, uh, pasta Pazula. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> pasta Pazula. And as we're fighting off the zombies. Horde. The zombie horde. Did you say horde or horde? Both. It becomes clear the hospital is not the place that, 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 that we're going to make our final stand in. Because of all the zombie attractant. So they run out. And who do we come across? Scoobatits. Reanimated. Zombified. Zombie Zambified. Zambified. Zambified Scoobatits. Because it's different. And she bites Beardy. Old Beardy. Old beloved Beardy. That was her feller too. And then Peter ices her. Because that's what you do. They make it back to the boat. They get out to sea, and Daughter, understandably, is like, Hey, yo, Pete, we need to ice this fool, because he's just going to be a zombie. I mean, am I right? So he goes down, and I don't understand what happens. Nothing, nothing happens. It shows you nothing. And they turn on the radio, and we find that New York City has been overrun by the zombie menace from the boat earlier. And that, (coughs) all my little friends out there, is zombie, zombie, in a nutshell. Mr. Brett, feelings, thoughts, concerns. I liked it. It was one of those, uh, it was the first of your uh, your jungle zombie cannibal exploitation films that kind of kicked off a very unsettling but necessary genre of movies. It had all the all the major players in it. It had the music, the creepy kind of makes you think you took the brown acid and you're in the shining for some reason music. 
the atmosphere of the whole thing, like the airport. I do believe we said it looked like the uh, Malaco bar. Yeah. From a Clockwork Orange, if you're familiar. Mm. I liked it. The gore when it was there, as Chris has said, a time or two or seven, just to make sure I know. It's good when it's there, but there, I, I wish there could have been a little bit more action. Just a little bit. Not too much to make it one of those not even fun to watch like gore fest movies like they make now. The independent kind of zombie movies. I don't know if you've watched any of those in the last ten years. I've seen a couple. Some of them are okay. I haven't come across any that were too good. I've come across a lot more that were really awful than were watchable. Dead Snow was pretty cool. I think I watched Dead Snow. The, the zombies? Zombie Nazis in the, in the snow? If I haven't, I will. Maybe we'll podcast it. But overall, I I liked it. It was cool. I was excited about watching this movie. Uh, there could have been a little more action, but other than that, I give it a eight. Eight out of a different number. Eight out of number to be determined later. Number number six, but I mean it's not number six because eight out of six doesn't make any sense. I personally will agree this time around. And Chris, what do you think? I enjoy it. It is super fucking slow for the first half. But it more than makes up for it for just the first two thirds. The the quality of the effects in this movie are fucking staggering for 1979. True. It the, it's clear that they spent probably almost all of the money to make this movie on these special effects. And there's probably if you would put it all together, there's probably about 45 minutes of these special effects we speak of throughout the movie. Eh, yeah, 45 minutes. I wouldn't call it an hour of it. But it's like I said, when there's gore, it's it's gore. And if you're if you're if you're cannibal like me, corpse slayer shit, like it's you're you're a connoisseur of the kind of B movie exploitation kind of stuff. B movie and exploitations, I don't know. This is definitely not your standard issue, bigger budget, family friendly kind. Of, this no. this is not Halloween at yeah. all. Halloween is family friendly as compared to the the old Italian movies are weird. Your cannibal movies and your your zombie and and this movie clearly was the template for just some terrible films to follow. Terrible but wonderful, but terrible. Yeah, you should watch Cannibal Holocaust at least once. I have never watched Cannibal Ferox personally. Cannibal Holocaust. Have you ever watched Cannibal Ferox? I have never watched Cannibal Ferox. I have watched Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, I. Uh... If you watch Cannibal Holocaust after you hear me say Cannibal Holocaust 11 times... Cannibal, wait, Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust? I'm sorry, but watch it anyway. Do it. The entire subgenre of your kind of late 70s, early 80s Italian horror movies is a really interesting kind of thing to get into. If If you like a horror movie that is not afraid to be a little more over the top, not not in the sense of torture porn... Really? I wouldn't say. I don't think that Zombie was what I would call over the top. I thought it was well done. It was. What I think over the top, I think are like your trauma movies. Your, uh, your Ricky O. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's what I think of over the top. But I I think it is definitely, if you're the kind of person who's listened to more than one episode of this without instantly hating whoever told you to listen to it in the first place. Probably us. You better anyway. I'm just kidding. You would, this is the kind of movie you should watch just to understand the, the roots of the genre. True. This, this is a very... It's a fairly important movie. Maybe not the most well-known movie, but it sparked an entire movement in Italy. Just check out Italian horror movie scenes sometime, guys. Look you, it up. Who knows? Maybe you'll like it. Can I say Rook on this? I mean, is that... You could. You did. It's too late to worry now. Look, Rook, do you guys get it? 
Do we have any thoughts about the next film? What do you think? Oh, it's up to me, eh? It can't be. I'm going to... I have plenty of movies nobody's going to want to watch at my disposal. <laughs> well, no. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I'm going to go with what I said last time. What you said last time? I said last time. I said uh, I wanted to watch Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell? Drag Me to Hell. A Sam Raimi joint? It's got a good tail to it. Not it's too... a good movie. It, it's not, you know, it's not a horror classic by any by any means. It's not one of those great, epic, you know, altered the path of horror for... It was, it was just a horror movie. It's a good horror movie. You heard it here first, folks. Drag Me to Hell? Oh, my. Oh, I see. I was, uh... Oh, it's too late. I was tricked. Oh, oh, what? So you're not confident in your do, decision? I'll do it. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. You better watch that tone with me, young man. Do you want a hug? I will turn this car around. If I give you a hug? Yes, especially if you touch me. You fucking, you fucking touch me one more time, I swear to God. I'll show you. Shut up! I'm just kidding. But hey, if anybody out there has a suggestion, comment, concern... Yeah, it'd be cool if you like showed us you was alive. Hit us up on the Facebook at Slaughterhouse Princess. Holler back. I'll keep putting up more awkward movie posters. You can always check us out on Twitter, which I don't ever do anything with, at Slaughter P-R-N-C-S-S. Slaughter Princess as I like to pronounce it. I don't know, do you kids even Twitter? Are you Twitters? Do you Twitter with your Twatters? I don't Twitter. That was obscene, and I don't care for that. Hmm, fair enough. Or you can always send us an electronic mail at Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast. That's old. At gmail.com. So are half the movies we watch. You can't Facebook an email. Facebook your email. <laughs> Supercharge your social media by email Facebooking Facebook. your email. That's different. <laughs> Twitter your Facebook to my MySpace. While well, that's I... just ridiculous, Chris, because nobody's going to Twitter to their MySpace. Check out my live journal. Yeah, that's right. If you know what a live journal is, you're old like me. Woo! Yeah, old people. AOL MTV chat rooms. And I guess that'll that'll wrap up this riveting episode of Slaughterhouse Princess. Yeah, nope. it's, it's death weather out there, so I gotta get my ass home. Somebody's like, man, I live here, so I don't care. I don't care, that's why I've been drinking scotch. Good night, America.